Hi, Live Life Well podcast listeners. It is always a joy and privilege to be able to bring you a new episode. I know that we're running a little bit late on our podcasting schedule, but we have been very busy preparing for the Live Life Well Summit, which is only two sleeps away if you're listening in real time. So if you haven't joined in yet and you don't know what that is about, please click the link in the description of this podcast and find out more information because you don't want to miss out on this amazing next couple of days from the 17th of November to the 20th of November. We will have six keynote speakers um, and and myself, I should say, um, and our charity partner, Destiny Rescue, will have um, a speaker from there sharing about the work that they do to help rescue children from human trafficking and slavery and all the other speakers will be sharing on different aspects of wellness. So there will be physical wellness, financial wellness, mental wellness, spiritual wellness, and I know I always forget one, environmental wellness and also emotional wellness. So, And I myself will be speaking on social wellness and how we can actually build a superstar network as well as a very supportive community around us, uh, particularly to help us and uh, the people around us to live according to their values so that they can live life well. So that's what we're all about here at the Live Life Well movement. So without further ado, I am going to let you go and listen to this amazing conversation I had with Lucy Ellen, who's also one of our summit speakers. And we talk all about mindset and career change. And particularly a question I think you're going to love, you are all going to love, is the question that changed her life and changed the trajectory of her life to move from a corporate, high-flying corporate career into her own business, which is now thriving. And she is helping so many people when it comes to their confidence and their mindset and helping people follow the fear as well that can be associated with doing a career change. So without further ado, enjoy this interview and I will see you on the other side. Hi friends and welcome to season three of Live Life Well, the podcast. Our mission is to end burnout culture by empowering world changers to burn bright and not out so that they can live a life full of purpose, joy, and delight. My name is Amy Leong, and I'll be sharing the life-giving practices and lessons that I've learned on this journey of failing forward. As a former lawyer turned leadership and wellness coach, we'll be talking about holistic wellness, servant leadership principles, self-care, mental health, and spiritual health, and other things close to my heart, such as social justice issues, the power of mentoring and being mentored, creativity in the workplace, and the current global pandemic. I'm dedicated to share from a place of authenticity, and I'm going to give you VIP access to my conversations with wise mentors and guests. My hope is that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have something you can apply to your life so that you can live it well. I hope that this also just feels like we are sitting across from each other over a nice cup of coffee or favorite beverage in a cafe somewhere in Melbourne and having a chat like old friends. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. Mm-hmm.
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Live Life Well, the podcast. We have an amazing special guest today, Lucy Allen from the Graceful Collective. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you so much, Amy. I am, God, I'm so looking forward to this conversation today. So thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure and for anyone who has been following my journey as well Lucy was one of the first mentors that I had through She Mentors and she's someone I definitely look up to and she's given me a lot of good advice over the years and so that's the reason why I wanted to get her on this podcast and one of our first questions on this podcast is what is the number one thing you would have told your 20-year-old self? Oh, it's such a good question. And Amy, in reflecting on that question, it's funny because I think what I would tell my 20-year-old self is what I keep telling myself now. So I mustn't have quite learned the lesson. Uh, but for, <laughs> for me, it's I'm constantly asking myself, how can I make this easy and how can I make this fun? And so my, what I would tell my 20-year-old self is it doesn't need to be so serious. You know, mm. life is already serious enough without making it so serious. So the things that maybe feel really hard or feel really big, one day you might not even, even remember them. So just in this moment, what can you do yeah, to make it more easy? more effortless, more fun, more joyful. Oh, so good. I already feel at ease when you say <laughs> that. Um, yeah, it's it's just amazing how just having that little switch and because Lucy is a mindset coach as well, uh, mind, um, and, so, and a confidence coach, this is a really good question. And so just kind of giving everyone an opportunity to get to know you a little bit more what would you say started you on this journey to shaping who you are today? And, um, and yeah, let's just start with that. Yeah, ahead. I mean, that's a huge question. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> a good starting point. Amy, you know, I've shared this with you many times, but I think um, there has been one relationship in my life in particular that has just hugely shaped and continues to shape who, who I am. And that is the relationship that I have with my with my mum. Yeah, I was born to a mother and a father, but let's talk about mum in particular, who she just honestly, from the moment I was born, championed me to do whatever I wanted to do, be whoever I wanted to be. She was always my, my number one number one cheerleader. And it's funny, actually, she would always say, or often say to me, Luce, you know, don't be so hard on yourself. Have a bit more fun. It doesn't need to be so serious. So it's funny, actually, just reflecting that that was how I answered that, that question. Uh, but my mum has absolutely shaped me into the, the woman I am today. And, and probably in more recent years, Amy, you know, my background is in marketing communications and PR, and, and I built a career in that space, which I absolutely, absolutely loved. Mm. Um, but I always had this sense of there being something more out there for me. Never quite knew what it was, but have always felt like I was destined for something bigger and you know gosh when I was a kid it was like I'm going to be a famous singer I'm going to be a performer that was kind of the big the big thing um but yeah that that niggle or that feeling continued throughout my throughout my career um and it was yeah it, it was very interesting in that you know right from when I was a little girl I always knew that my mum was different in terms of just 
different soul, different way of seeing the world, just different mm-hmm. to others. But if you said to me, you know, Luce, what is it about your mum that makes her so different? I would have said she's so much fun and she's funny and she knows everything about everything, Amy, and she gives the best cuddles and she's a great cook mm-hmm. and, you know, all of these things that I think many would describe, many would use to describe people that they love. Mm-hmm. Um, much later in my life, my mum became chronically, chronically unwell. And that was just a what was a humongous life moment slash season for me where I really got to better understand what it was about her that truly made her different Mm. uh, and what it was about that feeling of just of wanting to do to do more uh, with with my life and really make the most of of every moment in this world. Um, My mum passed away in 2015 and that moment was really the kick to to start being a little bit more curious and following the breadcrumbs to see where they might lead me in terms of what was next or, or what was more. And so it was actually through that experience with my mum, both in life and in her passing, um, that I forged a completely new career. Mm. Um, and I now obviously have my own business as a mindset and leadership and confidence confidence coach, uh, which really was inspired by all of the life, life and death teachings that she passed on to me. Mm, what a rich story and and I think it just shows I think in your in the way you show up for everyone that there's that sense of compassion and warmth and I think it comes from that place of love that you had or have with your mum and um, I would just wonder when you were talking about you know you always knew that you were destined to do something more with your life and things like that were there any particular things that made you think that or was it just you know just something in here it was definitely a feeling but I can also remember you know I can remember being a 20 something and I was in my first full-time job I was working for a PR agency I'd interned there and then I'd become an account coordinator and I can remember looking around that agency and seeing you know 30 40 50 year olds my seniors and my bosses and I honestly can remember looking at all of them thinking I don't want to be any of you when I'm at that point (laughs) you know and which is kind of funny given that I was just starting out and of course Mm. and I still had the hunger and the excitement and the eagerness and I you know like I loved my job and I was stoked to be there and I worked my butt off and I was great Mm. at it but I could never see the person that I really wanted to to be and I would I remember looking in the agency I can remember looking at client side and and eventually I did go client side to give that a go Um, but yeah I could never see who I wanted to be and and so in that corporate corporate setting and so I think uh, that contributed to the feeling of there's something else out there for me. Mm, Yeah no that's good I think it's helpful because I think the people who listen to this podcast definitely um, tend to be the people who think that they want to do something more. They want to change the world. They want to do more than just sit at their desk and do the nine to five. So I think it's helpful just to kind of think about like when you look around you, do you really want the life of these people that you're, I guess, working with? So I think yeah, that's really and you, helpful. Yeah. You know, to build to build on that, I guess on the flip side of that, I would find myself and still do getting feeling jealous of some other people, 
you know, maybe the more entrepreneurial type roles, the small business owner, the person that was doing something in the arts or the creative space or just doing something totally different. Maybe it wasn't even professional, you know, they'd quit their job and they were traveling the world for two years or something. Mm. And I would, yeah, I would feel real jealousy. Like I would almost be a bit triggered by it. And <laughs> so often we're encouraged to follow, you know, what feels really, really good. But I also think that there's real lessons and opportunity in the feelings that maybe don't feel so good and going, well, why is that, why is that making you feel jealous or frustrated? Or yeah, is there something that they have that, that you want or that you feel like you could have? Um, mm. So I think that that was definitely there too. Mm, very cool. Um, can I just ask you to share maybe, because I know this story, but our audience may not, about what was the turning point for you to make the switch from being an employee to being self-employed? Like what was that trigger point for you exactly? Or if you can pinpoint a moment, I think I know the story and maybe you know the story oh I'm thinking gosh. of. <laughs> but. I'm now furiously racking my brain thinking oh. what specific trigger point is she talking about? I mean, let me tell, let me tell you the tell story. Me. Yeah, you and if I don't story. cover it, you tell me what you can remember. Because <laughs> okay, I okay. must admit, Amy, I am a wild storyteller and I love telling people all stories, which are yes. probably 80% true. Um, <laughs> and so often my friends will say, you know, oh my gosh, remember this happened to you there or that? And I'll think, did it anyway um you know for, for me yeah I, I had so I had a real sense that I wanted to do more and and for such a long time I did want to have my own business I created this idea in my head that you know I, I desperately wanted to start a family and when I was a mum I wanted the flexibility to work when I wanted to work and do things on my terms I really terms and I really saw running the show and having my own business as being the perfect pathway to that. Um, what I didn't anticipate was that I really struggled to get pregnant. So my husband and I did IVF for, for three years and kind of unconsciously I had bundled together me becoming a mum with that being my permission slip to leave. Wow. Yeah. You know, and so I just grew more and more frustrated because I, it felt so out of my control. I couldn't actually get pregnant to get the permission slip. And so I just yeah. felt stuck, you know, mm -hmm. which is ironic now because how silly that I felt I needed that. But but I did. Um, and so, gosh, I, I, I can remember I negotiated. It took me six months to negotiate from five days down to four days. Mm -hmm. And I thought that will give me one day a week for, for my business. Um, and I can remember going away on a retreat with a coach that I really admired called Hayley Carr. And I went with the intention, her retreat was called Play Bigger, Feel Better. I went with the intention of maximizing my one precious day per week in the business. And, oh, my gosh, I just <laughs> had so many realizations on that retreat where I realized actually everything that I wanted was so much closer if I just gave myself the permission mm -hmm. simply through being who I was as opposed to doing and creating new life and getting a different type of promotion becoming a mum I realized that yeah everything was there for the taking and so I came back I resigned mm -hmm. and then on the, the first day in my business full-time, I found out that our final embryo transfer had was successful and mm -hmm. I was pregnant. 
Amazing. <laughs> and what timing. I remember talking to you around this time as well, or maybe around, maybe a little bit after. Like, yes. and it was just like, wow, you can't plan these things, right? <laughs> Absolutely. But it just, and you know, it felt like I, I'm somebody who's, who's spiritual and, and I have a faith and it really felt like it was that final, like, ah, this, if I just surrendered to it and gone with what I felt, you know, what felt good, this was exactly how it was meant to play out. Um, and, you know, I mean, yeah, did the baby not come because I was meant to be in the business because I was super, I was totally burnt out and straight, all, all of these different things. I mean, we'll never know, but yeah. Now tell me though, was that the trigger you were thinking of? Yes, it was. Okay. That was the story that I was like, I'm pretty sure Lucy went away <laughs> on a retreat. And then I was like, yep, yep. That was yeah. the story. Yeah. And you know, one of the questions that I was asked, which honestly changed my life, and I love to ask this question of my clients, Amy, on day one of that retreat, I was asked to get out a pen and paper and answer this question. If money and energy was infinite, mm. how would your life look? And you know, at the start, I sat there, like I'm looking around the room and everyone's going, and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't, oh my gosh, um, I'd read more. And I'd go to the beach way more. And, you know, I really struggled to even think about it because we are so conditioned to make decisions and to decide what's even possible for us through a lens and through parameters that are already, that are already set. And so when somebody says, well, let's just imagine those parameters aren't there, it can just totally throw you into a real spin. And, I mean, after sort of 40 minutes of sitting there, I then was oh, ripping out new pages and writing down everything. You know, I wouldn't have an hour and a half commute every single day. I'd set my own hours. I wouldn't work with this type of person. I would work with that type of person. I'd go overseas at least once a year. This was pre-COVID. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'd live by the beach. I'd have a holiday house, all, all of this stuff. And once I had it all on a page, when I really looked at it, I had this light bulb moment of realizing that so much that was on the page currently felt out of reach because of the restrictions of my job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went in one breath, it's like, well, I've got to remove the job to have these things. And then in the other breath, it was, but then there's heaps of things on this page that require money and you're going to get rid of the income source that you have. So then how are you going to have your beach house? <laughs> you know mm. um and that inspired and I had a lot of fear around around that I was earning six figures in a you know senior director corporate role uh, a lot of ego attached to a leadership position paying good money um and and I felt as though that was the only pathway to having the prosperous life that I'd sort of envisioned for myself. And so the follow-up from there was looking at, well, hang on, is it really true that the only way to have money is through a salaried role? Is it really true that that's the greatest form of stability? Or actually, if you were in control of how much money you earned, would that offer more stability? Are you more likely to make more money on a salaried role where your money is guaranteed or on a role that has infinite earning capabilities based purely on what you put into it. And so it was kind of, um, yeah, challenging me to rethink some of the beliefs that I had around 
money, which I really think was the final piece of going, stuff this. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it a crack and I'm going to back my myself. And I'm thrilled to say that now, gosh, for how long ago was that? That would have been two and a half years ago. Uh, and in my first six months of business, I made my the equivalent of my full-time salary. Oh my goodness. What a story mm. and such an encouragement for me now going into <laughs> my my own journey of, um, I guess, following the crumbs and and taking the leap from corporate to self-employed. Um, and so that just gives me a lot of hope. And as you were sharing, you know, those questions and things like that, I'm like, oh, I know some people who are listening to this podcast are going to have to wrestle with these things that you're you've brought up because mm. I don't think we often give ourselves a space to even think about them mm. because it's so scary like because of the fear there's so much fear mm. surrounding you know leaving like a secure job and you know what the the great unknown and there's like you said there's like there's no limits perhaps um and I think maybe I should also caveat your decision as well is that you'd actually restarted your business while you were working full-time as well so yes um yes so I think there was a level of like you know you kind of already knew what you wanted to do before you took the leap that may have also helped with that decision absolutely and that helped with the decision and it also helped with the prosperity of my business uh because I so I started studying I I decided so through this experience with my mum I really challenged myself to zero in on what I loved what I was good at and what was most important to me and to really simplify it, it was people uh and so that led me into the world of coaching I started studying an online coaching course alongside the director role I launched the business and I I grew it as a side hustle for 18 months. This is all prior to stepping down to the four days per week. So I I already created a pipeline of business and clients. Now, if you'd looked at my books, I mean, it was, you know, it was 20K in 12 months, 18 months probably. So, but that was purely outside of work time. But I knew, it basically allowed me to, refine my skills and test my offering and confirm that there was a market out there for it. Um, And that definitely gave me the confidence and contributed to my success early. Mm, And I think that's such an important piece to put in there because I think um, I know there are some people, um, some coaches who might say like, Oh no, if you found your passion, you go off and you quit your job and you go off and do it. And I think I had a conversation with you potentially in a mentor hour around this and you're like, no, actually, like (laughs) um, just, just, you don't necessarily have to quit your job in order to start doing something you're passionate about on the side. And it's a great, it actually takes the, the pressure off. I think when you are still in employment and you get to test an idea or you just get to experiment with what it looks like to run a business um and then make those big life decisions down the track once you've established what it is that you want to do so a hundred percent and you know I think there is so much um noise out there at the moment of exactly that never work another day in your life just follow your passions just go for it take the leap and figure out to fly how to fly on the way down right and some of that resonates with me but at the at the same time you're spot on in 
in creating my business at the same time as having guaranteed income, there was no pressure on my business whatsoever. Like, so it was, it was just pure fun. Uh, and, and that really helped me from a mindset perspective early on, because it allowed me to do things exactly as I wanted to do things and test things and not feel like everything had to be run through a lens of, but is that going to make me money? Uh, it also allowed me to save money, you know? So if we come back, Amy, you said that some people listening will have those fears, right? Something again that I love to do with clients is to actually follow the fear because so often we go, oh, but what if it doesn't work? Or what if I don't make enough money? And we stop there, right? And so an exercise that I would do is say, okay, so Amy, what if it doesn't work? Then what would you do? Oh, um, okay, well, I've got X amount of savings, so I'd be able to at least try doing it for three months. Okay, and then at the end of three months, then what would you do? Oh, well, maybe I'd have to get a part-time job. Okay, and the part-time job, and then what would you do? And, and you kind of, I think in our minds, when we don't follow the fear, we just render ourselves completely useless, but like we wouldn't do anything. But actually, I'd say 99% of times, you will, if your worst fears come true, you will be absolutely fine. You know, I came to that realization of if the worst comes true, I'll have to just go back and get a corporate job, mm -hmm. which is what I'm already doing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's exactly the things that I had to go through when I was uh, finishing up as well. I have to say, I when I finished up, it wasn't because I was certain I was going to start a business. It was because of burnout and because of like a whole bunch of other things um, and culturally and all that stuff. So I think that, yeah, in the last month or so, it has been like, oh, what if, what if this does not work, you know, and and, and I had to kind of talk with my husband about it too, because like we're in this, we're, we're in a relationship, we're in a partnership. Um, and yeah, I was just like, look, if I get to like the end of 2021 and nothing has come through the door and like this concept is not working, then I will go and find, you know, a part-time job or I'll find something that is going to have a level of stability. And, and then that gives him a, a sense of, like peace as well that you know I'm not just being frivolous with my time and just throwing money everywhere um and so I think that's important to to have that it's almost like a safety net isn't it for yourself 100%. yeah 100 percent. and and I think you've hit on another important point is in that you've got to bring other people the important people in on the journey as well because sometimes you we do so much work ourselves and have so many thoughts and we can map it all out and it's easy to forget that you've gone from here to here in terms of conceptualizing what live life well might look like as an example and your partner's still back here because he's yeah. been doing something else and you know you're going right I'm gonna quit it's like hang on wait what to do what mm. you know I kind of that was a real a learning that I had with my husband Ross and going he's got to come along on the journey too so that there's a level of comfort from his side as well right because we're we're a partnership Mm, yep yep such a good point um we're getting to the end of our time already how how quick did that go <laughs> I'm like okay I'm just going to ask you a few final questions um and you know just answer however you'd like but because this podcast is really about living life well and you know living in alignment to our values things that we believe to be true how would you say um or what is your kind of top tip for living life well and what does that mean to you even? Big questions, I know. 
you know, I know I thought these were going to be quick fire. <laughs> you know, <laughs> living life well to me is health and happiness. There is nothing that trump, trumps that. Uh, what brings me happiness is my relationships. You know, I'm a real believer. You don't need to have many, many relationships, but you do need to have strong relationships. So investing in my relationship with my husband, with my son, George, with my sister, with, with my best girlfriends, absolutely enables me to live my life well. Um, and then on top of that, investing in the relationship with myself and something that I am learning to do is answer the question, what would feel really good right now? So, you know, a, a couple of hours ago, Amy, my son's just started childcare and so he's there today. And so I'm thinking, right, I've got to have this really big productive day. And I was so tired. All I wanted to do was go to sleep. And I kind of have this battle in my head of, you can't go to sleep. This is your only time to actually work. And on the other hand, it was, yeah, but I'm really tired and I'm not going to do good work because I need to have sleep. And so just going, what would feel really good right now? I'm going to trust that actually if I have a sleep, then that's going to enable my afternoon to be far more fun and easy and productive and all those things. So I think, um, yeah, investing in relationships with others and self and answering that question of what would feel really good right now and actually giving yourself the permission to do it. So good. You speak my language. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely learning to listen to my body and like take the breaks that you need um, mm -hmm. is such a good point to end on. And so we're going to wrap up this interview. Uh, thank you, Lucy, so much for your time. Lucy is going to be one of our speakers at the Live Life Well Summit that's coming up on the 17th to 20th of November. And we're so excited that um, Lucy's also been very generous to offer um, a seat or a spot in her upcoming course. So I thought I'd just give you the opportunity, Lucy, just to share a little bit about what that's about. Thank you, Amy. Yes, I'm so excited. We have just launched the Flight to Freedom, which is a career change program. This is our self-guided tour, which basically means you get to take it at your own pace. How fun and easy is that? And it will prompt you to think about what matters to you most, what your core values are, what your skills, strengths and passions are, what the vision you have for your, your life is. And it's, it's a career change program. So it's basically taking you through the process that I went through many moons ago that led me to discover life coaching. Um, so thrilled to be able to offer somebody a spot on that flight. And if you aren't our lucky winner, of course, you can check it out if you go to thegracefulcollective.com. There's information on my website about Flight to Freedom. Fantastic. And we'll leave the links to how you can connect with Lucy in the description in this podcast episode. And if this ends up on YouTube, which my hope is that it will, then thank you for watching us. Um, have a good chat. Um, and yeah, that's it. Um, make sure you sign up to the summit. It's been great having a chat again, Lucy, and we'll see everyone in the next episode. Perfect. Thanks for having me, Amy. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. It was my joy and delight to bring it to you. And I do hope that it has given you some practical tips on how you can live life well. I would love to hear your feedback on what resonated with you or stood out to you. So please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our Facebook page. If you haven't already, please subscribe, like, and share this podcast with your friends, your family, your neighbors. And if you are sharing it on Instagram, make sure you follow and tag us at livelifewell_the_podcast. underscore the podcast. 
You can also find me, Amy Leong, at underscore Amy Leong underscore on Instagram, where I share more resources on how you can burn bright and not burn out as part of my new leadership and holistic wellness coaching business, the Live Life Well Movement. Thanks again for joining us and I'll see you in the next episode.